I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is the Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way but it wasn't always easy. And I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by the Market Authority Academy. The Market Authority Academy is a mentorship program available to real estate professionals who desire to grow their brand and business using the modern social media strategies and proven systems designed for maximum scalability. If that sounds like something you're into, head on over to the show notes to schedule a call with me to discover how the Market Authority Academy can help you triple your business this year. Okay, so it's been a little while since I have been able to hop on and just kind of do a conversational podcast, I guess, featuring just me. Uh, We've had a lot of really incredible guests on the Market Authority show recently, and I decided it was time just to come on and share some fresh new content. And it's actually on a topic that I talk about a lot, Instagram. No brainer, right? This is definitely something that is worth revisiting throughout the year. And what I have for you today are five things to stop doing on Instagram and what to do instead. Now, when it comes to growing your real estate business with a little help from the gram, there are a few things that have shifted in 2022 and beyond. And that's where I want to kind of hone in on with you today. Now, as with many other misunderstood marketing channels, A lot of real estate pros just kind of assume that using Instagram to its highest potential requires quote unquote more, right? Like more posts, more fresh ideas, more fancy editing apps or templates. But really, there are only a couple of things that we need to hone in on and master when it comes to Instagram marketing for real estate. So today on the show, I'd like to share five habits that you can kick to the digital curb and ways to make small yet powerful shifts in their stead. Let's get to it. Now, these are big shifts that I have made in my business where I generate a significant amount of business primarily from Instagram. You know that I always say most real estate agents need a solid like three lead generation pillars in their business. Instagram has been one of mine for several years, and I close hundreds of thousands of dollars of GCI from Instagram in my small but mighty team a year. And I'm going to start with one big habit that I adopted a while ago that I think that everybody really needs to get on board with, and that is letting perfection get in your way or 
keep you from starting at all. I know, right? Like dagger to the heart. I know a lot of you are like, yeah, yeah, stuff I know, but buts, buts, buts. There's always that stalling when it comes to the fear or hesitancy of posting or trying something new when you're not sure whether or not it's quote unquote perfect. I think that we've all seen a big shift in the way that content is offered on social media. Beautifully curated feeds and like the highlight reels have really given way to more authentic, approachable, and down-to-earth content, which I think is something that we should all embrace with excitement. Like, this is a really good thing. And I do think that whatever you post to your feed should be high quality and value-driven, and it should have some sort of cohesion. But if it comes at the sacrifice of authenticity and connection, it can backfire in a big way. Some of my top report, top performing posts these days are like family selfies, usually with me in a baseball cap and, you know, my hair back in a ponytail because that's just where I am in life right now. And they're shot on our iPhones, right? Like no fancy camera equipment here. And sure, I'm still popping those images into Lightroom and using one of my favorite presets for a quick edit. But honestly, I think that's more for me than the viewer of that post at this point, (laughs) you know? So I, I just think that it's important to remember that people crave connection and authenticity, and they need to get to know the real you in order to develop that know, like, and trust factor that is so important to help them feel confident enough to want to reach out when the time is right. And I think that in 2022, we can loosen up unrealistic expectations and standards and instead just embrace showing up just as we are, flaws and poor shooting and editing skills and all. Now, the second thing that I want to hone in on today is the posting that is all focused on the sale. We have to stop showing up only when we feel like we have to sell on Instagram. And obviously, Instagram is a really great way to advertise your business, and it's a great way to kind of suss out hand raisers. But we know that we have to have that mix of personal and professional content. I want to talk a little bit deeper about what that actually means when it's executed well. I see a lot of real estate agents who probably without realizing it still skew a lot of their content towards the sale. Now, let's think a bit about your audience on Instagram specifically. This should not be a surprise. Only a very small percentage of those who follow you or who will interact with your content have any intention of buying or selling at that given moment. In fact, even when we discuss our database, the number one driver of referrals for your business, by the way, only about 10% of those individuals are going to move in the next year and they don't even know it yet, right? (laughs) Because if we think about the things that preempt a move, a lot of times they're completely unpredictable. Their family changes, their job changes, right? Like, and and 10%, I say only, that can be a really significant number of people of your database who are going to be in need of your services. But again, they just might not know it right now. So if your entire content strategy is centered around education and showcasing real estate listings or open houses, your content might be falling on deaf ears. And even 
and don't get mad, <laughs> but even the really meaty tips and tricks that I see a lot of agents posting like to their to their reels or to their feed these days are truthfully probably irrelevant to most of your audience. Like if it's a question that is straight up Googleable that your ideal audience might be typing into Google, it might not necessarily belong on your feed because they're not going to Instagram to get that kind of content as it is. Now, that's not to say that that kind of content doesn't have a place in your strategy at all, but it just shouldn't be the cornerstone of your content calendar. So again, consider your ideal client and make content that will serve them wherever they might be in the cycle of homeownership, but keep that content to like about 25% of your strategy. Like you don't have to be going overload and posting more than maybe one or two of those a week at the most. The other three quarters of what you post really should be a healthy mix of personal content, behind the scenes, local highlights, and really whatever else gets you excited to share. Now let's move on to number three, posting at a time of day or at a frequency that doesn't work for you. Yikes, right? Like this one is just as much for me as it is for you. I was the diehard daily poster for years as we built our social media following. Instagram was just built differently back then, and it really relied on consistent daily posting and a bunch of fresh new content to keep things moving. But now the algorithm that everybody loves to hate actually does a lot of good for us. Recency, or rather how new content is, is really no longer the number one factor that the Instagram algorithm will use to prioritize what content a viewer sees on their feed. Factors like how often that viewer engages with your content and whether you engage back with theirs rank way higher than just how recent you posted. So what does this actually mean? Well, I think that we can all really feel good about saying no to daily posting just to post, right? And that that, again, this is a really good thing. If you have something that you're excited to share and think your audience will enjoy it, then for sure, go ahead and post. That is awesome. But otherwise, feel free to stop wasting hours each week staring at your phone and trying to will something, anything into existence just because you feel like you have to post that day or else you'll feel like a failure. You're not, by the way. This also means, in my opinion, that we can drop filler posts. So if you're using a bunch of templates that you're paying for or spending time finding them online, just to have something to throw up that looks nice, think again, my friend. Because remember, part two, focusing too much on the sale. Yeah, we want to stop with all of that. Now, what I am doing for sure is still showing up in stories almost every day, except some weekends when I take time off for just a short screen detox, and I am continuing to engage, engage, engage. Now, I will be the first to admit daily engagement can be challenging to maintain. I get that. I'm in a place in life right now where this has been super challenging for the last few months, just with how much stuff I have going on in my personal life. And that might sound like kind of a fluffy excuse, but we all deserve to go through periods where social media does not need to be the main focus of our time and energy. So luckily, all the hard work that I have done to build and nurture my audience over the years is working for me now. 
and still providing leads into my business each week, even if I'm falling short of my own personal engagement goals, which is really incredible if you think of it. And this is why it pays to spend time creating an attraction-based business model. But I know that I can pick right back up where I left off once things cool off for me and continue to nurture that pipeline of business. So my tip here is to stick to my engagement rule of 10 by 10 by 5. 10 meaty comments in the feed, 10 thoughtful responses in the stories, and 5 new engagements in the explore tab. You can scale this number up for better results, by the way. It doesn't have to only be 10, 10, 5. And remember to prioritize your database contacts and prospects on the gram when you're engaging. So if you find yourself seeing a lot of real estate agents or a lot of influencers or people who aren't really related to your ideal clients on your feed, you're going to have to get a little bit more intentional of looking for those individuals and engaging with them again with intention. Okay, I think we're already at number four, which is using the same hashtags. This is still one rule that I break from time to time because as with many recent changes on Instagram, this one hit me to my core. So unfair. My signature move was to have a notepad on my phone of hashtag groups at the ready to copy and paste at the end of each post. Now, as with the Instagram algorithm, as it becomes more sophisticated and prioritizes their targeting efforts, a bunch of hashtags that are irrelevant to your post contents, whether in the image, because yes, their technology knows what's in your actual photo, or in the caption, like if there's irrelevance there, if there's a disconnect, that can really ding your reach. Think of it as Instagram just getting confused as to what your post is actually about. Like you post a beautiful photo of you in the kitchen baking brownies with your little one, and then you slap on a hashtag real estate in the post. Instagram is going to be like, "Mm, I don't know why these two data points aren't matching up. You must be a spammer because their number one thing is trying to push authenticity and get rid of the spammy nonsense, right? I know, like it's so annoying. I keep my hashtags down to like seven to 10 super relevant hashtags if I use them at all anymore. Honestly, I'm just not relying on them to help me expand my reach anymore. You can use different methods to expand your reach. We talk a lot about different ways to do that in the Market Authority Academy. What it comes down to is I'm trusting that the content that I create will be engaging enough on its own for my audience and letting Instagram's algorithm and my authentic engagement take care of the rest. Okay, number five, forgetting to convert hand raisers to leads. Now this is the part where you might be rolling your eyes just a little bit, but this is a biggie, so really pay attention. It's really time to stop thinking of our Instagram like a CRM. Okay, there, I said it. And I know this is not popular advice because it seems a lot more convenient to lo- to use Instagram as our little like receptacle for all the possible hand raisers and leads that we get through just posting over time. But I really don't think that that is wise. And I have said this for years. Call me paranoid. But I have always felt that Instagram is just one big hack or like weird tech meltdown away from us losing direct access to most of our audience and client base. 
Because if that is your number one channel and method of reaching people and generating new people, like you're, you're in trouble. If there is someone on Instagram who at any point and in any way has indicated interest in speaking about real estate, their contact needs to be in a place that you control, like your own CRM. This is the cost of doing business. A lot of times I'm talking to real estate agents and they share with me their big goals of wanting to generate hundreds of thousands of dollars in GCI and you know grow these really impressive businesses that impact their communities. These are the activities, these are the habits that a top producer who achieves that kind of thing actually does. Now, you can automate this process by offering a way for people to engage with you off the app, whether passively or directly. Now, a passive means of this might look like linking your home search site or a lead magnet like a buyer's guide in the link of your bio or in your stories for people to register for and download. So then once they register with their email address and name and whatever else you can get from them, you add that into your CRM and then you decide how you wanna engage from there. Or in a more direct way, you can have a low friction way with individuals to begin the sales process with you. I love offering a no pressure discovery call or even just making my email address easy to find for those who want to send me a direct inquiry. Now, about half of my leads from Instagram hit the DMs and the other half directly fall into my inbox. So you can see that this works really well. Some people are a little earlier on in the process and they don't wanna waste your time, so they're not sure if they should just be emailing you. Others are like, yeah, I'm ready to go, I'm gonna email her because I need a quick response. Now when this happens, I've generated a lead for real, right? Like that is a solid indication that somebody needs my services. And then I know it's time to initiate my client onboarding system and process and close that deal. What this also allows you to do is qualify your leads in a more efficient manner, right? Because it's one thing to have a conversation with somebody in the DMs, and it's another to say with definitive assertiveness that, hey, you need help. In my professional opinion, you're at a place to where you're going to need some guidance with your home search or home sale. This is a time that you need a professional like myself to get involved. That's really challenging to do if you don't have a way for somebody to initiate that sales process. And so this is also going to impact your conversion rates on Instagram and social media in general. I mean, you can apply these principles to any platform and be more proficient at converting leads and getting those individuals into a place that you control and hopefully implement a solid follow-up plan that will stay in front of them until they're really truly ready to hit the ground running. So there you have it, five habits that you can feel great about kicking to the curb and what to replace them with instead. Now, I, I want you to know that my intention in sharing this with you today is not to make posting feel even more complicated or restrictive, but instead to empower you with the most high leverage tools that you really need to make sure that your time on Instagram is time well spent. There's nothing worse than spinning your wheels on social media and wondering if that's even getting your business anywhere in the first place. 
But I assure you that at the end of the day, we just have to be consistent in doing the right things on Instagram. It's simply an extension of your database, a place to stay top of mind and nurture relationships even deeper than just with like an email newsletter or a holiday postcard once a year can do on its own. It's a special place to connect, share our journey, and create a channel for unlimited referrals and new connections for years to come. So I really hope this helps and happy gramming. Since we're on the subject, do me a solid and share a screenshot of this podcast in your stories and then tag me on Instagram for a shout out. Till next time, keep on crushing it. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to the marketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.